It's time for the Hammer Down Show with Jared Jesselitis. Oh, yes. And what was that beginning, middle, and end part again? Streaming online at 1017thehammer.com. All right, sounds good. Let's do this. Nothing just yet, but uh, we'll keep an eye on it. There, there's talk of maybe moving that game uh, out of Buffalo, maybe to uh, Detroit, because that's where Buffalo plays next week. Detroit is in the Meadowlands to take on the Giants, and that would be easier. Better make a decision soon. Nobody's going to be able to get out of there. So we'll see. I had uh, earlier this week, I thought it was real slick with it, because I... Saw that I had heard about that weather report like Monday, that it was a possibility. So I went and I thought I'd be really slick if I jump on the under there because come on, look at all that snow. When you watch that Central Michigan Western Michigan game last night, you see all that snow. You know what's coming. We've seen the Bills play in snow like conditions. Uh, you want to go ahead and uh, pump that. You, know, you want to pump that under. It's down to forty two and a half right now. And I got it, it it wasn't quite 49. What the heck did I get it at? I'm trying to remember here. No, I did get it at 49 and a half. Got it right here. Holy smokes. No, sorry, it was 43. My fault, it was 43. That was a teaser I played. Um, But yeah, it's come down to a couple of points there. So uh, we'll see if they move that game. Pie on my face, man. Not going to look like a genius there. Uh, coming up on the show today, Shane Fry is going to join us here as Westside prepares for tomorrow night's matchup against Chittard. Winner goes to the state championship game next Saturday. So he's going to join us here in a little bit. But let's get started like we always do with the Need to Know News. Here's your Need to Know News. All right, let's get started with uh, how about some Big Ten basketball from last night. Michigan destroys Pitt 91-60. There went the under on that one. Wolverine shot 58%. 45 from behind the arc. Oh, that's a lot of points. Ohio State uh, only had a 26-20 lead at the half, but they go on to roll. Eastern Illinois, 65-43. Iowa took care of Seton Hall, 83-67. Earlier today, Penn State almost blew a 21-point lead. I mean, they were fantastic in the first half against Furman. Hold on to win 73-68 down there in Charleston for the Shriners Classic. Tonight, Nebraska takes on St. John's. Cornhuskers in 9.5-point road dog. Minnesota hosts Central Michigan and somehow are an 11.5-point favorite. Central Michigan that bad? Michigan is back in the Barclays, taking on Arizona State, where the uh, Wolverines will be a 7.5-point favorite uh, in that one. I mean, how bad is Central Michigan? Oh, gosh. They're 301 in Ken Palm. But how bad is Minnesota? Because you know they're not good either. 139? 
I refuse to believe Minnesota can cover 11.5 against anybody in the country. Except for IUPY. Maybe Chicago State. They're bad, man. They're pretty bad. We'll see. Uh, Pacers, 125-113 over the Hornets. Halliburton, 22 points, 11 assists. Miles Turner, 20 and 10 for him. Bulls not as lucky, 124-110. They lose on the road to New Orleans. DeMar DeRozan with 28 points and 7 assists. The Blackhawks' woes continue. 5-2 loss at home to the Blues last night. Anatizu uh, with uh, both goals for Chicago. That is L's in 8 of Chicago's last 10. It's not going to get any easier when they head to Boston tomorrow night. Tonight, we have Purdue Women's Hoops. They're taking on uh, SIU uh, Edwardsville, so Southern Illinois University Edwardsville. That game tips off at 7 o'clock. Plenty of good tickets are available for that one. Boilers coming off a 90-61 victory on Sunday. They have given up exactly 61 points in each of their first two games. Can they make a three tonight? That'll be interesting. XFL draft was uh, yesterday slash today. People of interest that you want to know about, Jackson Anthrop is off to the Arlington Renegades. Greg Long, you remember Greg, offensive lineman here at Purdue. You remember drinking a beer in Iowa. Uh, He's going to D.C. along with former offensive lineman Tyler Witt. Jalen Robinson out to St. Louis. And former Carroll Kruger, Brandon Dillon, is heading out to the Vegas Vipers. Longtime Purdue wideout Terry Wrights. Remember one time he was with the uh, Packers? He's going to head over to the San Antonio Brahmas. There you go. That is today's Need to Know News. Good, good. We talked a little bit about yesterday with Jackson Anthrop. Because it happened while we were on the air. But glad for him. I know he continues to work hard. It's just crazy looking at that XFL draft to see, like, guys that haven't been in the NFL for, like, two, three years are back and playing football. Good for them. I like poo-pooing it or anything like that. It's just it's weird to see some of that stuff. So there you go. That is today's need to know news. Uh yesterday on our best bets, uh, what can I say? I- I'm sorry, man. That was a horrible night for us. Absolutely horrible night. We had great stats going into that Michigan and Pitt game, and both those teams shot just beautifully. Absolutely beautifully. We told you how good. We knew that that Pitt was terrible at three-point defense. But Michigan just really came out and, and knocked them down last night, and that really pushed Pitt's tempo. Normally they were uh, 255th in adjusted tempo. Yeah, they had to uh, they had to move that around last night and try to keep up with Michigan, which they did not. Um, I mean, Pitt shot 42, percent which isn't terrible, but I mean, Michigan was 58 percent from the field and 45 uh, percent from three. That was tough. That was real tough last night. So hated that one. Um, and then Jordan Cairo, two shots on goal. Through two, just needed one more in the third, couldn't get anything. Hawks allowed the fifth most shots to centers. He had an assist and a goal, and uh, just absolute killer. Absolute killer. So we're going to rally here tonight. See if we can't come up with a good pick for you here for Thursday night football. This is a tough one here. I've been back and forth so many times on this. 
Public amount of bets uh, is in favor of Tennessee, 55 to 45, uh, 54, uh, 56 to 44. So it's still pretty tight here. Um, what do we know about these two teams? Well, we know that as of right now, you're getting uh, about three points on most books for tonight's game. Some places still have three and a half. It's open at four and a half uh, in favor of the Packers. It's dropped down. Like I said we're down to about three and a half most places. There might be a place or two where you can still get three, but uh, it's uh, right there at three and a half at most places. So these are two of the slowest teams in the NFL. This is why I like the under here. If you can get it around 40, if you can get it 42 and a half, that's awesome. Um, I'm looking at 41 and a half on one book right now. If you get the 42 and a half, that, that pays off. Two of the slowest teams in the NFL. The Titans are the slowest paced team. Packers are 28th. Titans are the first, number one most run heavy team in the league as well. And this is not exactly a run defense that is great for the Packers. Uh, they rank, uh, I think it's like 27th, 26th in uh, yards per game that they give up defensively, which is a 140 on average. So you know exactly what's coming here. King Henry, man. It's a lot of King Henry. All the books, too, have some kind of Derrick Henry scores a touchdown promotion seemingly going on. The kiss of death. The kiss of death. Remember last week I told you about Cordero Patterson and, and, and how well the numbers lined up for Cordero Patterson in that game? Um, and then what happened? Everybody had the promo, and he did nothing. Absolutely nothing. And the books laughed all the way to the bank. It just that seems too obvious to me. I'll, let me throw some other stuff at you here. Tennessee is covered in seven straight games. The Packers are 0-5 against the spread in their last five. It's just lining up a little bit too perfectly for Tennessee. I don't like it. Dug a little bit deeper. Bill Vinovich is your referee tonight. Fewest penalties per game. Fewest PIs and illegal contact calls in the league. Under hits in 63% of his games. That's why I'm liking this 42.5 if you can get it tonight on the under. Again, under hits 63% of his games. We're talking the fewest big penalties here in the PIs. Talking the fewest penalties total. Under hit 63%. This is where I can make a case for the, uh, the Packers as well. Packers are 8-2 and two straight up, 7-2-1 and one against the spread when Vinovich does their games. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And all the books running these Tennessee-heavy promotions... Hey, it's Derrick Henry. All they do is run this football. I think the Packers sell out to stop this uh, rush. They're not worried about the passing game here. They're good in the secondary. They don't. I mean, there's nobody that they have to worry about double teaming here in this game. I think maybe Woods, and that's about it. And even then, I think they can drop an extra man down in the box and sell out to stop Henry. We also know if Tennessee gets down, the passing game is not going to help them out either. I'm going to stick my pick for tonight. I'm going to stay under the 42 and a half. Weather is, eh. I think there's a small chance that they might get a little bit of snow during this, but it's not like it's enough snow to make things problematic. I'll go with two slow teams that are going to want to run the football, uh, especially the uh, the Titans. But the Packers are going to go into a tough, tough 
running defense in the Titans. And I think they're going to try to establish that run to take the to take the pressure off the receivers. Um, I, I think they go very heavy early on with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. But I think in the second half, it's a lot of uh, Aaron Rodgers if you're looking at the live bets. So that's how I see tonight's game playing out here. I'll take the 42.5 under tonight and uh, see what we can do with that. I just it just it it lines up too perfectly for the Titans here. Getting points, your number one weapon going against one of the worst defenses for that weapon. Yeah, I just I don't know. The only other thing that makes me concerned about wanting to take the Packers here, and I would have jumped on the Packers. The only other thing that makes me concerned about the Packers is they played overtime on Sunday late afternoon and now it's a short turnaround here. They may have backed Diari back, though. That's good. There's another offensive line piece I think they were supposed to get back to, possibly. They get both those pieces back. They're rested. I think they're going to be able to try to establish the run here early on with Jones and Dylan, and then it'll open up for Rodgers to be able to throw the ball. you got a bunch of guys missing already for um, Tennessee, including Bud Dupree on the defensive side. They're missing their kicker tonight as well. It's just... Man, even though the Packers are are the favorite, they weren't getting the amount of bets here. And I just think, I just I, I think I need to fade the public tonight. I think that's going to be my bet. But I'm still taking the 42 and a half under. If you can still get it, scoop that up. If you got to move it a little bit, that's the that's the number I like at it tonight. Best of luck. Uh, let's see if we can rebound tonight. All right, we're going to take a break here. We're going to come back with Shane Fry, Westside Red Devils head coach. He's next here on. Welcome back. It's the Hammer Down Show on 1017 Hammer, 1017thehammer.com. To our Blue Fox Heating Cooling Hammerhead Hotline, Shane Fry is on with us, head coach of the Westside Red Devils. Uh, they'll take on Chatard on Friday night, 6.30 at the pregame, 7 o'clock with a kickoff right here on 1017 The Hammer. First off, coach, congratulations on your uh, regional victory. Uh, took care of business over at Knox, 55-14. to 14. You guys, uh, boy, ever since the sectional, man, uh, you guys have been putting up the points. Is it something different you're doing on offense, or is it just you guys have found that groove? I think we've kind of found the groove. Um, our, our both sides of the ball uh, up front are playing really well, and and you know most of the time when you're scoring that kind of uh, points, it's a team effort because Texas has been doing such a good job, um, you know, getting the other team off the field and in good field position. It allows the offense to score. You got a, a great matchup here again with uh, Chatard. You guys tangoed uh, back in the 2019 season, uh, and unfortunately didn't come out in your favor, 42 to 14, in that uh, sectional final. There, uh, have you been able to go back and watch that film and compare that to uh, what you have coming up here on Friday? Are there any similarities? Are they doing something different from back then? Uh, kind of compare what it was like from that matchup to what you're looking at uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, we. Uh, I watched a few things that I'm interested in seeing, um, just because you know you, you want to see how they do us and what you know whether it's the same. I, I don't even know if they had the same coordinator from back in '19, but it'll be. Um, you know, our, our teams on both sides of the ball was different. We have a new scheme on defense. Um, you know, they were majority rich. Now they're 50-50. Um, how, you know, with playing on November 18th. You know, you got to lean on the run, so we expect that. But uh, no, I completely different teams from the 19 game to this game. 
We're talking with Shane Fry here on our uh, Hammerhead Hotline, uh, set to take on Chittard in a uh, semi-state matchup, uh, a position that you are very familiar with, right? Getting this point in the postseason uh, and knowing what it takes to uh, get to a, a state championship. Uh, tell me, because uh, you've been through this a lot, uh, how has that experience worked out for you? I mean, h- how important is it uh, to, to know what it's like to go through this postseason? I, uh, how, how much of a factor does that play in for you since you've know you you've done this several times before? You, you know, it's 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 hard to answer that. Um, it, it does, you know, I just say this, you know, it's not a big deal because it is a big deal. However, our coaching staff, because um, – you know, it's just kind of business as usual. We're not we're not distracted. All the other stuff that's going on, all the media requests, and uh, you know, the field and and everything, the signs, and uh, you know, all we're, it's just business for us. And it's a, it's another football game, and and we've been there before, and we have to treat it because uh, at the end of the day, you know, you, you play 48 minutes, and the winner on the scoreboard advances to the next week, and that's the same as any playoff game. So that's the way we treat it, and uh, we've been fortunate enough to be. Um, it's it's a routine for us. Uh, like I said, you, you've been through this process before. You know what it takes to play on Thanksgiving weekend, and, and you know what your team has to possess to to make it to Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, tell me, is, is there one you, you, one certain thing that you need to see out of a uh, out of your team to know that hey, this is one that can make a uh, state championship run? And if so, what is it? And, and does this squad have it? Yeah, I, I mean, we've seen it. Um, you know, the way our guys. In week one against Harrison, being that undersized like we were, and then you know all season long dealing with injuries, our guys just um, you know they never flinch. They keep ball, and and what we've done in the playoffs so far, um, we're playing our best now, and and you know that's a credit to our players. And um, we've seen all we need to see. We're gonna be ready to play, and and you know the chips will fall how they fall, and but we're gonna uh, we're gonna be ready, and we're gonna play hard, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's going to be a dandy here on uh, 101.7 The Hammer. Winner goes to the state championship Saturday, 3 o'clock for 3A down there at Lucas Oil Stadium. But the winner decided here on uh, 101.7 The Hammer on your Friday night. It'll be Chatard up here at Gordon Straley Field taking on West Lafayette. Coach, best of luck in this matchup here. You know the whole community's pulling for you guys. And, uh, boy, I, I really hope we're talking next week and uh, we're hanging out at Lucas Oil Stadium. Yeah, thank you. You haven't have me on, Coach Shane Fry. Always great to have him on, and yeah, you win this one, and uh, you're back at Lucas Oil Stadium. Uh, some might argue that this should be the state championship. These are the uh, top two teams in 3A by ranking. They're the top three, uh, two teams in 3A based on uh, Sagarin as well. Lawrenceburg is still in it at three. Uh, they take on Monrovia, who's ranked 28th in the Sagarin, just in 3A. So, I mean, Sagard has West Lafayette at 15th in the state, Chittard at 21, and uh, Lawrenceburg at uh, at 27. It's a great matchup against a uh, a Chittard team that uh, they've got. I, I, I love the schedule. I, I love what they get put through here. Uh, that Circle City uh, Conference that they have involves, uh, you know, three other private schools and Ron Colley, who is, uh, what, still – Still in the running there uh, in the top team in Class 4A. It's a, that's a top 10 program in the state. Um, you know, you also get a, a Chittard team that was 9-4 this year. Uh, that's them. Uh, I'm at Burbuff, who's 7-4 this year. And uh, Garen, who 
uh, made a little bit of noise in, in 3A as well. So not only do you get that, I mean, you also got Cathedral. They did not win that game. Neither did they win the game against Ron Colley. But still playing, um, you know, two essentially top five teams in the state makes you better. I, they beat a 6A Columbus North team. They're 3A. They beat a 6A team. A couple of pri- other private schools, from one from Missouri, one from Ohio. They, they lose those games, but you know those are quality programs. They've played a schedule that gets them ready for the postseason. And, you know, the teams that they play through the postseason, uh, Heights is... It's Northwestern Heights and Garen, all teams that you feel like uh, if you're West Lafayette, you're familiar with. I mean, Northwestern had two wins on the season. Hamilton uh, was an eight and three team um, who did not play West Lafayette. They did play Central Catholic. Remember that was the crossover game, forty-one to twenty-one, um, and then uh, you know knocking off a Garen team that was uh, that, that looked dangerous there for uh, for a minute. Uh, but they finished seven and five. They win the regional against a uh, a Yorktown squad again. That's somebody that uh, West Lafayette has had some dealings with in the past, and you know Yorktown was at nine and four. I don't know. This is tough, and this is a tough one to call here because uh, the percentages have this thing. I mean, razor thin here. I mean, it's it's a pick 'em game when it comes down to it. Who's still got the juice at this point? I don't know. It's hard for me to pick against West Lafayette. It would take a lot for me to say, hey, that, that team is better than West Lafayette. Undefeated and just destroying opponents down the stretch here, putting up 46 points a game, allowing 11. Now, there's, there is a difference in the strength of schedule. Don't get me wrong. But it's not like West Lafayette is like nobody. I mean, the key's going to be can can they run the football again here? That's always the key with West Lafayette. I feel like they've just gone through so many running backs this season. But Dawson Martin's done a great job of uh, of settling into that. Um, but you know, we talk about the run game. That's the guy you start to think about. But then you got to remember it, it's the Max Mullis show. It's always the Max Mullis show, a man that could be uh, Mr. Football in Indiana. Whether or not he is the front runner, I mean, that's not for me to decide. I'm not one of those newspaper writers that gets to uh, decide such things. But it's hard to deny what he has put up this season and um, what he means to the offense. I mean, he's got, what, 2,500 yards passing and then another uh, over 1,000 yards on the ground. I mean, it's combined for uh, 52 touchdowns. So, yeah, when we talk about it, if if West Lafayette can continue to do what they do, and even Martin, who's only come in and played, what, 12 games this season? Total? I mean, if you can get him going, he does have 19 touchdowns on the year. It's been amazing what the sophomore's been able to step in and do. He's definitely confident in everything here, too. It seems like the injuries have finally stabilized. It's can Max Mullis and Dawson Martin do what they do, and if they can do that, uh, West Lafayette wins this game, and they'll win a state championship. No doubt in my mind about that. 
No doubt in my mind. They got to get there first, though. Um, so we'll see. That, I mean, it'll be a cold night. It'll be windy. It may be difficult to throw the ball at times. A place where you'd like to think West Lafayette has a little bit of an edge, too. But they can't get anything done in the in the run game here, and then all of a sudden they can't throw the football uh, with the wind. It could be in some trouble there. Establishing the run on a night like tomorrow night for both teams has to be absolutely essential. We're going to take one more break here. Or two, uh, we got two more breaks left, but we'll take this one right here. We'll come back, and speaking of football, we'll talk a little bit about uh, Purdue. That's coming up next. This is the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017. Your comments always welcome on the Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hammerhead Hotline 765-447-4080. That's 765-447-4080. It's uh, the Hammer Down Show here on 1017 The Hammer. Jared Jessalitis. Thanks for making me a part of your Thursday uh, afternoon here. So uh, we got a football game coming up on Saturday. It's, I mean, it's against uh, Northwestern. What's the spread at? About 19 now? I mean, there's not a whole lot that I can tell you to to, to really break down this one. So uh, one of the things that's been of interest this week has been it's uh, senior day for this class uh, Tom had a nice write-up, if you were a goldenblack.com member, uh, about who he expects to stay or go. Um, there are uh, there are seven players that we definitely know can't come back, including Charlie Jones. But then we've got about another 18 that could be back that may or, or may not. A couple of those guys we know... Uh, probably shouldn't come back because they can look at pro careers. Jalen Graham, uh, Corey Trice is getting an awful lot of uh, interest, and, of course, Payne Durham are all guys that, you know, it, it's it's time. It is. I, I don't know that, and you know, Corey's dealt with a, an injury or two here. Um I don't know how much, if you stay, you can really up your stock. I think Jalen Graham's done enough to impress folks. Um, you know, Corey staying for another year, I don't know if that's advisable. And Payne Durham's stock's pretty darn high right about now. And uh, two of those guys are already fifth-year seniors. So I think it's they're probably they're gone. Uh, so then that leaves us with about another fifteen. Uh, some interesting, some uh, you know it's probably time or, or they'll take uh, Tyrone Tracy's an interesting guy because I think Purdue will need some uh, wide receiver help going forward. A guy that came over from Iowa in the portal, we thought, hey, maybe uh, this guy was going to be the great answer. Turns out it's Charlie Jones is the guy that ends up being the great answer. Um, just never really slotted in the offense as well as you kind of hoped. He's, he's been serviceable. I'm not uh, minimizing his contributions or anything. I, I think fans had this uh, grand idea that he was going to come in and be you know wide receiver number one, and um, that that hasn't been him. It, it has been Charlie Jones. Uh, I I don't know, you know, and and Tom said the same thing. Don't know if he necessarily, uh, if he stays or not. You've got um, Brock Thompson as well in that position. I think Brock comes back. 
Tom seemed to think that as well. I mean, the guy just has to get healthy. I don't think he deserves that one healthy year. You know, I will always love him for the bowl game, the Music City Bowl game against Tennessee. But it has been a struggle this year, and he can come back for one more year. I think he would be welcome back, too. But if he stays, I, I don't know that Tyrone Tracy necessarily stays. Here's a name on the list that I completely forgot was a senior, and there's uh, I'm pretty sure will not come back, so probably will go through senior days. We'll see. King Del Rue. As much and I've loved him too, but boy, Devin Mockaby has really put a hold on that running back position, right? You want to come back as a fifth year, or do you think you would hit the portal? And it's up to him. I don't know either way what he would do. But I was like, dang, he's already a senior. Seems like yesterday we had him on the show. He just had uh, had signed. He was ready to go. Made the commitment. And, you know, there's a handful of other guys like on the offensive line, like Daniel Johnson and uh, Eric Miller. Um, I think offensive offensive linemen should always be welcome back. Uh, Mitchell Finneran is a fifth-year senior. Uh, he could theoretically come back. I know it's probably not an area of football that you're terribly worried about. Um Bryce Hampton uh, and Reese Taylor in that uh, secondary have a shot to come back if they want to. Jamari Brown as well. I got to think one of those guys returns, one out of those three, that's a lot to lose out of the secondary that already doesn't have a ton of a, a ton of upperclassmen in it. Plus, you're already losing Corey Trice. I, I got to think somebody would want to stay and not hit the portal or Maybe all three just want to graduate and move on. You know, there is that. We are talking a lot of fifth-year seniors that have a COVID year, and it's it's interesting because some have graduated, some have done everything they're going to do here, and uh, now they're going to ask themselves, do I want, what is, what's the benefit of staying one more year, taking some scrub classes for whatever, and playing another year of uh, football if I don't think it's going to help me moving forward? Because as, as much fun as football is at one point, too, it is time to move on with your life. And if you're playing a six-year, you're talking about being 24 and, and still hanging around playing college football. Um, a lot of guys are ready to get on with the next phase of their life. But maybe it is pro football. Maybe it is not. But, you know, fifth-year seniors at that time have a degree in hand, maybe not getting a graduate degree at any point. I understand if you're going to stay and play, if you're going to get your, you know, if you're going to get another degree, it makes all the sense of the world to me. They're going to get like a master's or something, but not everybody's in that. They've come. They're not going to play pro football. Maybe it's time to start hitting the, uh, you know, the job circuit and and not the transfer portal. We'll see. Purdue's not going to list, uh, list anybody. And of course, they can go through senior day and decide that they're going to stay. They can go through senior day and, uh, Decide they're going to hit the portal. You just don't know. And uh, Purdue's not going to let you know. But we do know that uh, there are several that have exhausted their eligibility and won't be back. And then we know that there's uh, there's about 15 questions on who could stay and who could go. And that might be the most interesting thing that happens on Saturday. 
uh, with the Boilermakers. We'll, we'll wait and see what happens. We'll take our final break. We'll come back. The things we missed and more coming up here on... Welcome back. It is the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and uh, 1017thehammer.com. Uh, I'm Jared Jesselitis. Thank you for tuning in here. Always love your takes on the Blue Fox Eating Cooling Hammerhead Hotline at 765-447-4080. Uh, I've got this one right here. Uh, it says, I remember Sam King shutting you down talking about the Girls Hoops Classic a few weeks ago. But isn't there any interest locally now that we're in the middle of the tournaments? It's a great tournament with some of the area's best teams. Sam, a couple of weeks. Okay. That, that is like literally the most busiest time that that man has all year long with the overlap. And we just get started with basketball. You, we had a lot of postseason runs and all that kind of stuff. I, that's part of the problem. I think with interest when it comes to the, to the classic, both boys and girls, um, it, it just, we're coming out of that overlap in the fall. I wish it was pushed back a little bit. Like, I wish this was kind of like in a, a middle of December thing where we've really finally gotten into it. I, girls basketball sneaks up on you, man. I, it's blink and you miss it. I mean, they sneak in right there at the beginning of November, right when we're coming out of uh, of uh, sectional football. And uh, I don't think anybody's ever prepared for it. Then they jump right into that tournament. Which, by the way, uh, continues again on uh, on Friday. Or do they sneak one more in tonight? Do they sneak that West Lafayette and Jeff games in tonight? Rensselaer, Benton Central, 6 p.m. out at Harrison. Uh, then they got McCutcheon Harrison at uh, 7.30 at Harrison tomorrow night. And then Twin Lakes and Central Catholic uh, play the uh, 7.30 game out at Jeff. And then uh, Saturday they'll play all those games out at McCutcheon starting at 1 o'clock uh, for the uh, IU Health Hoops Championship. I think part of the reason, if there is a lack of interest in it, I, I don't know if there necessarily is, but if there is a lack of interest in it locally, your, your guess is as good as mine. Is it because we just don't have a a local team that is highly ranked right now? That's a great question. I mean, you gotta, hats off to Harrison, Rush McCauley. I mean, uh, earlier this week, they beat Benton Central. That was the number one team in 3A, knocked them off in that tournament. Yeah, I, I, I'll raise my hand right there. I am a little guilty for not giving that a little bit more attention uh, on Wednesday. Did did not do that yesterday. It's my fault. I had a whole thing written and printed out, and then I uh, I did not grab the second sheet of paper off it. That's my fault. But that was, a, that was a huge win for that program right there. And I think another problem that you run into is the team that I'm hearing the most buzz about on the street when it comes to girls' basketball is not in that tournament, and that's Faith Christian. There are great things about the Eagles this year and their women's basketball squad. Off to a 5-1 and one start. I mean, got that win uh, over uh, over McCutcheon. 9-14 and last year. Off to a 5-1 and one start here. Right now the most intriguing, although, like I said, Harrison getting the win over Benton Central, I can't sleep on that either. And it wasn't just like a... Uh, wasn't easy. That was a 13-point win. So yeah, you know, I, I, I'm guilty about it. Don't uh, don't don't throw any salt at uh, Sam or, or myself there uh, from a couple of weeks ago. We're literally we're knee deep in football and uh, sectionals 
And uh, this kind of, this, this stuff just sneaks up on you. Like, you're just not ready for it. I mean, they start practicing in the middle of October. And, yeah, what we were still talking about soccer, uh, sectionals, regionals, semi-state. I mean, we had huge soccer runs here locally. We had tennis stars going deep in the postseason. We had, uh, what, three football teams playing in regionals as well. And we all only have so much time sometimes to uh, to get it all. This is a rough time of the year, man. But no, thank you for your comment. Thank you for listening. We appreciate that. Other things that we missed today here. Uh, you may remember the uh, the the fund manager, the the investment fund manager that caught Aaron Judge's sixty second home run ball. Didn't want to give it back to Judge. Was going to uh, get the money. Just turned down three million dollars for. It. He's going to take it to auction. And I just don't know. Is this thing really worth three? Is one baseball? For the 60-second home run in a season for Judge, is not a record-breaking ball. Is that worth more than three dollars? I mean, that just seems like a it seems like a dumb play to me. I take that money, take it now while you still can. What if Judge, before you go to auction, what if he signs a free agent deal somewhere else? He's not a Yankee. You just took out all those New York buyers. They're not going to want it anymore. I think it drives the price down. How much more money can you really get? For a baseball like that, that makes zero sense to me that you would turn that down. I think it's a bad move. Really, really bad move. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you give that $3 million? Just take it, it's guaranteed. I'm good. We did this with the, um, with the guy on that Monday Night Football two weeks ago. Remember? It was his wedding, and he turned like, there was like a $10 thing, was looking at like uh, $60,000, and they offered him. About half of that, like 30, and he turned it down. Take the money. Life-changing money. I don't care who you are. $3 million changes a lot of things. Just take it. Move on with your life. Don't get greedy. I'm not going to feel bad when that thing goes for like 1.5. Not going to feel bad at all. That's going to do it here for the uh, Hammer Down Show. Big thank you to everybody for tuning in. Thank you to Coach Shane Fry for being a part of the uh, program again tomorrow night. We will have coverage starting at 6.30 from Gordon Straley, 7 o'clock with the kickoff against Chittard. Winner will go to the state championship game, which will be played that Thanksgiving weekend on Saturday. It's the second game on Saturday, scheduled for 3 p.m. roughly there. But, man, you know, one of those games goes long. you got the TV timeouts and then the ceremony. They have to have so much time on the field. But uh, that's the tentative time is uh, 3 o'clock, and let's hope that uh, that doesn't interfere with our bucket watching either here, too. So it'll be a busy Thanksgiving weekend, that's for sure, with Purdue on Thursday night, and uh, I believe it's Friday, too, at the Phil Knight, right? God, it's going to be a loaded weekend if West Lafayette wins. So uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow. Sam King on the program with us then here on 101.